thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. You may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad you're with us again for Jesus the Healer. I tell you, don't you love the Word? I mean, it takes your life and it sets it on course so that you live accurately. You know, so many times people just float through life wondering what direction to take. Thank God for the direction that comes through the Word. Amen. We're so glad you're with us. And I've got a studio audience and we're just going to have a good time with the Word today. And um, as we listen, how about this? We decide we're listening with the purpose of being a doer, right? That we're going to put in place and do the Word. Um, in praying about how God would, what direction God would have me to go in these, in these uh, episodes, he began dealing with me about teaching on the mind. And I tell you what, I am so thrilled to be able to share some of the things I've learned because um, you know this, the mind is Satan's chief battleground. He is going, he's endeavoring to draw you into the mental arena because that's his arena. The spirit arena is God's arena. The spirit arena is the faith arena. There is no faith in your mind. Your faith resides in your heart, in your spirit. So that's why the devil wants to get you away from your faith. Because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So he knows, get them out of faith. Because that's the only way he has a chance to bring any kind, anything less than victory and work anything less than victory. So his strategy is to get people in the mental arena, out of the spirit arena, which is being led by your spirit, being dominated by your spirit. God speaks to you. When God deals with you, he deals with you through your spirit because you are a spirit being. That's the feature of man that makes us like God is he's a spirit. We're a spirit. We don't just have a spirit. We are a spirit. The word tells us that we are a spirit. We we possess or we have a soul, which is made up of our mind, our will and our emotions. Now that's the arena that the devil wants to try to reach your spirit through. It's through that soulish arena. Why? Because he doesn't have access to your spirit. You're the one that has access to your spirit. God has access to your spirit because the Holy Ghost abides in us, in our spirits, but then we live in a body. And so the feature of us that makes us like God is the spirit. And, um, so the devil wants to draw you away from that spirit arena because he knows this, that if he can pull you out of your, away from being led by your spirit, being dominated by your spirit, 
by your heart. And I'm not talking about the organ of the heart. So don't confuse this. If somebody says, where's your, where's your, where's your spirit? Don't put it over your heart, the hands over your, the organ of your heart. Your, the, Jesus said, out of your belly shall yes. flow rivers of living water, the center of man's being. Amen. Yes. <clears throat> and um, so we're not talking about the, the, the stomach either. <laughs> when we say belly, he's talking about the center, right. uh, the core of your being. And uh, the devil wants to draw you away from your heart up to the mental arena because faith doesn't live or abide in your mind. Now, don't misunderstand me. We can have faith thoughts. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, the thoughts of the word give us faith thinking, but our, our mind is to agree with the faith that's in our heart. And when we think right, the mind agrees with the faith that's in our heart, but we should not be led by our minds. Amen. Amen. We should renew our minds so that uh, the faith that's in our heart can flow unhindered without our minds kicking against the faith that's in our heart. So the devil works to draw us up into the mental arena. But know this, that's his arena. In the sense of he's masterful in that arena. You cannot outthink him. He wants to draw you away from your spirit and up into the mental arena because if he can draw you and hold you into the mental arena, he'll whip you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He'll whip you. Yes. But you hold him in the faith arena yeah. because this is the victory that yes. overcomes the world, Amen. even our Amen. faith. Amen. Amen. And so uh, your, your mind is not the enemy. Yeah. Your mind is, God gave you yeah. your mind. That's right. But the devil wants you to mishandle it. Yeah. He wants you to take wrong thoughts into that mind because he can only work through wrong thinking. That's right. He can't work when someone thinks right. That's a closed door to the, to the enemy. Amen. Well, what is right thinking? It's the thoughts of the word. That's right. It's thinking like God thinks Amen. and the word God offers us his thoughts and we take them That's right. because that helps us to know what right thinking looks like. And, uh, so we've been teaching on the mind and I'm so thrilled to get to, to, to minister on it because there have been seasons in, in my life and in the life of every believer, you're going to be attacked in your mind. Yeah. Right. You, you have to know what to do at those thing, at those times. You have to know what to do, how to answer those things. And I remember at different seasons in my life when uh, there was a particular attack that was targeted at the mind, uh, I would search looking for materials or teaching on it. And I, I wasn't finding what I, what I was trying to, uh, I was, I was waiting for someone to tell me step, take this step, this step, and this step, take step one, two, three, and it'll work. And I guarantee you, uh, it took me a while. It took me a while of dealing with different opposition, but I learned Amen. the steps to take that's outlined in the word. Yes. And so that's why I love sharing it with you because I don't want you to go through some of the things I went through yeah. until I found out these things. Yes. Now, every one of us have to become skillful with these truths. That's right. uh, my skill isn't your skill yeah. and your skill isn't my skill. Yeah, that's right. But these truths we have to practice and we have to become skillful in. And God wants us to know that he never, he never authored a troubled mind for us. Yes. We have to learn to turn toward our spirits yes. and away from our minds. Amen. 
See, in the spirit of the believer is the life of God. In the spirit of the believer is the nature of God. In the spirit of the believer is all nine fruits. The nine fruits of the human spirit are in there. The success of God is in your spirit. Listen, we are created in his image and God has never failed at anything. Never failed. Never failed. Now, people have failed him. And things he's instructed and assigned to men, sometimes men have not stayed with that plan and carried it out. But God has never failed at anything he's ever done. And we're created in his image. You know what that means? His success is in you. Amen. Now, yes. where is it? It's in your spirit. That's right. Learn to draw on that success. We are new creatures in Christ. Jesus never failed at anything. Can I tell you, I'll, I'll uh, tell you something that uh, happened with me and something that Jesus said to me several years ago. Um, every one of us have to deal with, there's something in our, and this is what I appreciate. God's always dealing with us about something. Have you ever noticed that? (laughs) There's uh, always something God's dealing with you about. Why is that? Because he's working to bring us into the fullness of the stature of Christ. He's, he's, he's working with us to bring us into spiritual maturity. To do that, you have to work on something, something that is not mature, something that would hinder your growth. As parents, you know this, you were constantly dealing with something about your children as you were raising them. Why? Because you were teaching them uh, out out of babyhood stage into adulthood. You were constantly bringing them into the right way of thinking, the right way of behaving. Yeah the right actions, the right doing. So God is doing the same thing with us. That's why he'll, he's always dealing with you about something. And the devil will many times try to take what God's dealing with you about and accuse you with it and push you down and say, look, you're failing at this. No, I'm not failing at this. I'm coming up. I'm coming up. Amen. That's why God's dealing with us about things because he's bringing us up in our ways and in our thinking, in our doing, in our faith, in our believing. He's bringing us up. So God points at something in our life, but he never condemns us with it. So anything that condemns is the devil, anything. God will, there will be, our spirit will convict us of things. Our own spirit, because the life of God is in us. The nature of God is in us and our own spirits will convict us. We need to handle this or we need to address this. We need to, we need to work on not yielding to this anymore or yielding to that more. And that's our own spirit that does it. But when, when, when it's God dealing with us, we're refreshed and we're lifted at that dealing. We're not pushed down. Anything that puts you down, accuses you, threatens you, condemns you, makes you belittle yourself as the devil and you better resist it. You better resist it. Now, God can deal with you about something. Maybe it's something about the way you're handling a relationship in your life. And God can begin dealing with you about how to handle that a better way. God will deal with you. Well, the devil will try to get in on that and start accusing you with how, what you haven't done right in that relationship. 
Why? Because he wants to take the blessing of God dealing with you about something and turn it into a negative by trying to accuse you and remind you of your faults and failures. I love something that one minister said uh, because it helped me in something. He said, I can always tell when God's getting ready to promote me to the next level because there comes great condemnation about all my faults and failures. What's that mean? The devil's trying to get you to turn in and, and, and turn in on yourself, accuse yourself so that you won't, you'll miss what God is trying to promote you into. He's trying to hinder your faith. You see, he's at, the devil's after your faith. And so he'll point to your faults and failures, mistakes, sins, misses, but God doesn't do that. And listen, First uh, John 1, 9 says that if we confess our sin, and he's talking to believers here, That's right. if we confess our sins, he's faithful yes. and just yes. to forgive us, not only that, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. Now we have to believe the moment we missed it, mm-hmm. the moment we sinned, the moment we did wrong and we confess that, we have to believe the blood of Jesus dealt with all that. Yes. We're cleansed yes. by the blood. Yes. That means I don't have to live with that. Yeah. for a week. Amen. I don't have to live with that and feel bad for a month. Amen. Now the devil wants you to feel bad, but once it's cleansed yeah. and forgiven, it's forgotten in, in heaven and you have to practice forgetting it too. Yes. But there are times, and this is something you learn through practice. Yes. You have to forgive yourself yes. knowing that he's forgiven you. And uh, you have to practice that. And you forgive yourself by faith. You believe that when, he, when you confess it, that he forgives you and cleanses you. But there are seasons in our lives that God will deal with something. Uh, you know, maybe five years ago, he didn't even deal with you about a certain issue. But today, that seems to be foremost in what he's dealing with you about. Right? So God does that with all of us. And, um, and so there was just some things that God, and that's part of the, the, the consecrated life. Yes. He brings us into maturity of consecration yes. to where we, we lay aside more and more things that hinder us in our race that yes. we're running. And there was just a season of my life that it just seemed like I'd come up to a certain place and I would just keep tripping up at that place. And I, I just wasn't succeeding getting for getting past this particular point. And you know, because of that, I would repent to God and say, Oh God, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. I missed it. I repent. And, and, uh, that had gone on for a season of time. And one day I, I was just, again, father, I, I should have done better at that. I should have done better at that. I'll do better next time. And I ask you to forgive me. And I repent for missing this repeatedly. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? Is it, am I just singing a solo up here? I mean, it, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's humanity, right? <clears throat> and um, so while I was doing that, Jesus stood in front of me. And he's now, you say, what do you mean he stood in front of me? I didn't see him. I knew by the spirit he was standing right there. I, I don't want to portray that I saw him in, in this realm, but spiritually. I perceived that he was sitting in front of me and he said this to me. He said, you have failed many, many times. But even when he said that, there was no pushing down with that. Yes. There was no condemnation with it. He said, you have failed many, many times. He said, but I never have. And he said, so I share my success with you. 
Ah! <laughs> Don't you love that? That belongs to every one of his children. His success is our success. Not by our works, but by our faith. And when we take it by faith, that success starts showing up in our works. Amen. And so part of wrong thinking is the devil keeping bringing the past back to you troubling you with the past, harassing you. And you go to uh, conduct business with heaven and that'll try to come up. Uh Yes. That's wrong thinking. You see, not forgiving yourself once you've repented of it is wrong thinking. That's right. It's an unrenewed thought. And so thank God we learn to recognize that in the word that once I've repented and uh, it's a heartfelt repentance. And you have to know this, a, a heart, a, a true repentance is you make a change. That's right. Yes. Yes. True, repentance, true repentance doesn't mean I did it and I intend to do it again. Because right. yeah. right. yeah. I'm going to keep getting my way in this. Mm-hmm. And then I'll repent and God will forgive me later. That, you, don't, you don't play games. You don't presume upon the mercies of God. Amen. Yes. Yes. You don't play with them like that. It's a serious thing. It cost Jesus everything for that mercy to to follow us all the days of our lives. So we're we're sober about that. So when we miss it, we genuinely heartfelt repentance. I tell you what, it's gone. It's under the blood. Don't bring it back up or it will hinder your faith. Remember what Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to what's ahead. I press toward the mark. So Paul had a lot he needed to forget. Yeah. Yeah. Before he was born again, before the light came, he thought he was helping God out (laughs) by harassing the church, troubling the believers. But of course, he, isn't this something he had papers in his hand on the road to Damascus. The book of Acts talks to us about this. He had papers that he was going to go and arrest anybody that he found in the way. What's that mean? In the way of salvation, in the way of faith. He was authorized with papers to go arrest those. And on the way to arrest people, he got arrested. (laughs) (laughs) And Jesus spoke to him. And everything changed that day because he was born again. But even though he was born again and great revelation came to him, it wouldn't have come if he hadn't forgotten what he needed to forget. Wrong thinking remembers what it ought to forget. An unrenewed mind remembers what it ought to forget. Once it's repented of, once it, see, it's acknowledged, I did wrong, Father. I judge myself on that. See, the Bible says if you judge yourself, you won't have to be judged. So what is it to judge ourselves? We say, Father, that action or that statement was wrong. I judge myself on that. I call it wrong. I call that the wrong action. I call those the wrong words. And because I call it wrong, I purpose to change that by your power. Not by my ability, but by your power. I lean on your help. 
But see, that help comes from your spirit. That help comes from within. It doesn't come from your mind. That's why the devil wants to pull you up into your mind and hold you there so that you'll not have the flow of help that belongs to you when you're in faith. Praise the Lord. And so we need to learn that when wrong thoughts come, now that, that we answer those, we say, nope, I've been forgiven of that. Right. I'm not taking that. Amen. That's not my flow. Right. Amen. The blood of Jesus is greater than my sin. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. In the mind of some people, their sin is greater than the blood uh-huh. yeah. because they just keep remembering and rehearsing yeah. the, where they missed it. That's it. They keep rehearsing the sin of what they've done wrong. And the devil will say, because see, that's wrong thinking to not forgive yourself once you have repented of it. Once you've judged yourself and repented of it, it's wrong thinking to keep bringing it back. And through that wrong thinking, the devil will energize that. And just keep troubling you with your past. The way to leave it in the past is don't bring it into the present. When you, every time you think about it, you bring the past into the present. Every time you talk about it, you bring the past into the present. And that's why so many people are troubled with past relationships, uh, past conversations, past actions of what people have done to them. Forget it. Lay it under the blood and forget it. And I'm not saying forget it by human ability. I'm saying you are authorized by the blood of Jesus to forget it. Amen. 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 Heaven authorizes you to say, I'm not living with that anymore. I'm not living with that in my thought life. The devil's not troubling me with that any longer. I'm not going to go that direction anymore. Because life doesn't get better when you do that. (laughs) It doesn't get better by you rehearsing and constantly telling it at the dinner table and remembering it and talking about it with relatives and friends and telling how some this went wrong and that went wrong. Talk about what God's done right in your life. Amen. And uh, if you will look at Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 27. Proverbs chapter 20. In verse 27, and I'm going to read this out of the King James translation, it says this, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Well, what's that mean that the spirit of man is the candle? Well, what does a candle do? Uh, Back in the days when this was written, their main source of light at, at nighttime was a candle. Something, something like that. Today we would say a light bulb, right? Uh, a lamp. We could say the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, is what we could still say and be correct. What's that? What's a lamp do? It light. It 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 gives off light, yes. so that you can see where you're going. Yes. The spirit of of man is the feature of man that God's going to illuminate you through. That's right. That He's going to show up the direction and the instruction for your life through the spirit. God is not going to lead you through your mind. He leads you through your spirit because uh, he's in there. (laughs) You're indwelt by the Holy Ghost. And he will lead you through your spirit. Now your mind is to agree with that leading. Amen. That's in your spirit. Yes. But if you, do, if you let the mind take the lead, mm-hmm. your mind will argue with that leading. That's right. 
instead of agree with that leading. And that's why the devil brings all this activity and bombardment against the mind because he wants you inner, he wants you occupied with what's come, happening here instead of occupied with what's happening in your spirit. So the skill of the renewed mind is quieting the mind and turning toward your spirit that you focus on what is God dealing with you about in your spirit? And when I talk about dealing with you, I don't necessarily mean words that you hear, just a knowing. Yes. You just have a knowing. It just seems to me that God is dealing with me about this. I, don't, I can't tell you words that he said. It just seems that this is the, de- the way God's dealing with me. He's dealing with me to go this direction or not go that direction. That is the spirit of man being illuminated. Hallelujah. By the Lord. He's leading you that way. The devil wants you to miss that leading. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So what he does is he, he brings all of these reasonings, yes. thoughts up to the mind. He cannot force your mind to take those thoughts. Though. That's right. Amen. But he wants you to latch on uh-huh. to those reasonings so that your reasonings will override what the spirit is leading you in your spirit to do. So part of being skillful in the renewed mind is skillful to turn away from the mind Mm -hmm. and toward the spirit, toward your human spirit. If you listen to the wrong thing long enough, it will start making sense to you. That's right. That's true. That's true. Yes. That's what happened with Eve. Mm -hmm. Right. God said, don't eat of this tree. He said, don't even touch it. Lest you die. Mm-hmm. The best thing, just get away from a tree, Eve. Get away. Adam, just, y'all get, get away from the tree. <laughs> right? But she sat and listened. And because she listened, what the enemy, what that serpent said to her started making sense. If you listen to the wrong thing long enough, the wrong thing starts making sense and it's called deception. Amen. You get deceived and you have no idea that you're thinking wrong because you accepted wrong thinking because you listened to it so long over and over. When wrong thinking comes immediately, recognize it as wrong and call it wrong and tell it to go. Playing around, entertaining, wrong thinking, wrong thoughts against your spouse, wrong thoughts against your pastor, wrong thoughts against your local church, wrong thoughts against your boss, wrong thoughts against other believers, wrong thoughts against relatives. You listen to it long enough and it'll start making sense to you. And when it starts making sense to you, that wrong, that wrong thinking starts taking dominance over the right thinking, and then you end up deceived. That's right. And the problem with dece- people that are deceived, they're the last ones to know they're deceived. That's right. <laughs> they think they're right. Eve, Eve thought she was right because she listened to the wrong thing too long. There should have been some answering going on. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, this is part of what we're learning. My goodness, we don't even scratch into the surface. There's so much yes. to this and so much that we can practice that and become skillful in. And we have this book, A Sound Disciplined Mind, to help instruct you in this. Go to DufresneMinistries.org and get hold of it and start feeding on it because we want you to know Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org.
Please join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, September 4th through the 8th. Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DeframeMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.